Allen FM on 105FM, uniting our community. Good afternoon and welcome to the business community. It's a new year and it's a new format for this show. I'm Heather Noble and I'm going to be in the studio with... I'm going to be with you in the studio for the next hour with your Me? regular hostess. Tracy Jones, yes. We haven't quite got into the rhythm of who's going to speak when. It's all we? a bit weird. And you're the other side of the desk. So yeah. we've, we've. I'm out of my comfort zone. We've here. mixed it up completely. Anyway. We've got a new show and we know how to use it. Well, nearly. Nearly. <laughs> we will do, yeah, by the end of the year. <laughs> so the business community, Heather, um, it's, um, we'll, we'll get into discussing and coming up with uh, an actual description of what the show is as we actually um, host the show, probably. Yes. Um, but we've, we've got a slightly different format, uh, radically different format, you may say, to talking business in that um, we're, we're going to be talking about things to do with business, um, news items, opinion pieces, um, book reviews, be talking about business gurus um, and sometimes we'll be entertaining sometimes we might be challenging any other thoughts on that Heather I think it's yeah I think we sort of wanted to make sure that there was something in here in this for everybody so hopefully there'll be snippets that relate to whether you're employed whether you're a sole trader whether you're running a huge multinational business we just wanted to make sure there was something for everybody really so we're starting off with a topical piece yes goal setting and planning well it's a new year isn't it and i think that most of us whatever we do see the start of a year as a clean slate and a a, a way of sort of visioning and thinking about what we want to achieve in the coming year so it just seemed like the right thing to talk about absolutely and i always love a a good excuse for new stationery and that's exactly what i've got all in the name of research exactly and and who what's not to love and 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 i noticed that we've actually i I stole your idea actually because when we met for a little bit of a planning show yes we did do a a, a planning uh, (laughs) believe it or not we did plan yeah um tracy had got this amazing journal called grand plans which is this beautiful tome of pages that are not dated uh, but they enable you to think about what you want to achieve in in the coming year Uh, five years you can set the time scale and also then just focusing on some goals and some short-term wins and and that's really the way that I like to work is in a paper book are you the same Tracy yeah I've toyed with other ideas so in in the past I've used um Pinterest for vision boards. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of got a little bit bored with it recently because I think I've probably crammed it too full of recipes, to, if I'm perfectly honest. Mm. Um, and I've used to-do lists and I've used my own monthly goal-setting sheets. But there is something beautiful about a journal. I love a book. And this one's really nice. This one um, we got from a well-known uh, online retailer. Oh, yes. Uh, the company's called Planner and Tracker, but it's got everything you need about a journal it's got that little bit of ribbon yeah which keeps you on track yeah it's got that little bit of elastic that comes around from the back and holds the book closed yeah and it yeah it's just lovely i'll take a picture i'll put it on the facebook page which is um facebook.com forward slash the business community on Callan fm brand new page from yesterday and yeah i i like to doodle so i think that's probably why as well as like in the journal i think when i'm planning i'd for me, you can't quite beat having a pencil and paper or a pen and paper and, and drawing that vision board or or the pleasure of crossing out something that you've done or putting a tick 
next well you're talking to a woman who makes to-do lists and puts things on it that she's already done just to feel that she's (laughs) accomplished something but I remember in the olden day I have my diary on my phone now because of course you can use it across multiple platforms but in the olden days I used to have a paper diary and I used to have a paper notebook and I could very much visualize a page that I had written something on uh, and and think okay roughly when was it and I, I you know I, I knew the page and it all felt very familiar and it, just writing stuff down helps me to remember stuff. Yeah, I, I tended to um, study for my exams using colours and mind maps and lots of coloured pencils so that when I'm trying to recall the subject matter, it is the image that I see as opposed to the the fine detail. But obviously not everybody's the same, and there are some good apps out there apparently. So. I did a bit of research last night. You did the same, Heather. What did you come up with? Well, I thought I'd focus on a couple that I have used um, in the past. So so one is uh, Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O, which many people will know. I've got an iPhone. Um, And this kind of allows you to create a series of boards, uh, which you can then share with other people. you you do need it's it's a free app but you do need to pay the sort of ten dollars a month if you want to share boards but that was quite nice because it actually it's got a lot of color so so you can color code things so when i was using it, i used it for about six months um i've used a lot of these because some seem counterintuitive this one is quite intuitive and in fact when i was revisiting it last night uh, i was reminded of various things <laughs> that i need to carry forward to what i use today which is this grand plans um journal so yeah so trello's good um it's customizable uh and you essentially could have a board not just for work but it could be for me running my own business it could be prospects it could be existing clients it could be planning it could be books to read it could be recipes you know it can be anything really um so i found that one quite well uh, quite good uh, and then the other one i'll mention is something called mind tools and this is much more than just a planning app this is um an online resource uh, it is a paid resource but it does look really good because it has a library of tools that you can use for yourself for your business for your life um and they've got an offer on at the moment that if you download uh, the trial you can get uh, the powerful goals you need for success in 2018 which is um a free um, toolkit and that looked really interesting uh, so what about you what did you find well I, I went through a, f- a few um, there's a couple I, I thought were were more for personal goals which is fine because the reason I like grand plans is it's it's work and personal life yeah. and trying to get that balance particularly you know, when, when you're self-employed or, or you you have a portfolio career it's good to have everything in one place um, so strides was quite a good one which was it reminded me a bit of some of the exercise apps that you keep track of. So, but you, it brings all of your goals into one place. So you've got a big dashboard for exercise, weight, drinking water, getting up early, reading, budgeting, meditating, saving money, and sleeping. Oh, right. And so, instead of having lots of different apps for the same goals, so for the different goals, um, it all brings it into one place. So that, I thought that was nice from a personal strength yep. lifestyle point of view. Yep. Uh, Way of Life was quite similar. It's got graphs and charts though as well so that you can track your habits. Yeah, okay. Like a good graph. Um, the one I really liked and I would like to explore a little bit further is Goals on Track. Now, it... it um, encourages you to set smart goals which is always a, a good start and then it helps you to break them down into smaller chunks which I think you know, if you're mm. prompted to do that actually your smart goals start to become achievable yeah. 
But what I really liked about it is there is a vision board and a journaling feature. Now, I didn't have time to give it a trial, but I think I might mark that down as one to to have a go with over the next couple of weeks. That's goals on track. Goals yeah. on track. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there was another one that I looked at, but it was more of a, a way of um, keeping track of your time. So the time that you spent um, doing housework, the time that you spent picking up the litter or the yeah. time that he spent sleeping, the time he spent having a cup of coffee. Uh, wasn't wasn't for me, but some other people might find that useful. But I'm certainly, I think I'll revisit goals on track and see if I can use that together with my paper journal uh, to, to come up with something. At least I'll come back with some feedback anyway. Yeah, okay. All right. They, so those, those sound really good. One I do just want to mention, this is somebody who not a million miles, sitting not a million miles away from our, where I am today, bought me a journal last year. And just if, if you're motivated by you know a bit of humor and, and some positive quotes and the uh, color pink and the color pink and uh, this is a fab book it's called I totally got this and it's a journal to remind myself that I am truly awesome and capable and that I'm seriously going to nail it and if you go through it again you can um you, you can read loads of quote I'm the master of my fate I'm the captain of my soul so lots of motivational quotes but what I really love is every day you write why I so totally got this today so that's just helping you to focus on the positives because sometimes I don't know about you guys but I tend to dwell on what went wrong today rather than what went really well so uh, great fun but very motivating so uh, glad you enjoyed it yeah yeah it's all good all very good thank you you're listening to the business community on Calon FM now for the tax year that started on the 6th of April 2016 and ended on the 5th of April 2017 then you have until midnight on the 31st of January to both file your online tax return and pay any tax that you owe you'll get a penalty if you miss the deadlines for submitting your return or for paying your bill You'll get a penalty of £100 if your tax return is up to three months late and you'll pay more if it's later or if you pay your tax bill late. Now, there is a facility on the HM Revenue and um, HM Revenue and Customs website uh, if you just go to gov.uk um, and you can estimate your penalty for returns more than three months late and for any late payments. I checked it out and they're assuming that you're not going to be late for the 5th of April 2017 year end. The calculations on there are just for tax years ending 2013, 2014, 2015 and 2016. So I have, I assure you, submitted my tax return for those years. But just out of interest, I calculated what I would have to pay if... I had a 2016 tax return, which was usually made online... And if I'd submitted that 2016 tax return today and a tax bill of £1,000 relating to that return was also paid today and the calculator came up with the following penalties. I would have been charged £1,300 for sending the return in late, £25.39 interest added to the £1,000 tax bill and a penalty for paying the bill late of £100, meaning that I would owe the HM Revenue and Customs today £2,425. Be warned, everyone. Oh, goodness me. Yes. Yeah. And it's not a job that we like doing, but... It's it's a necessary it evil. Done. It yeah. has to be done. There are there are no choices there. Really useful information there. Um, so don't get caught out. Um, 
I've been tasked with having a look at uh, events and uh, this is going to be a regular feature on the show. So we're trying to strike a balance between things that are happening locally and things that are happening nationally because, of course, you may be listening online. Um, a, a biggie and a really interesting one, I think, that's coming up, um, taking place in March, but there's an opportunity for you to get involved up until Friday the 19th of January. And that is inside a North Wales are doing a business leaders award uh, awards for 2018 and there are a number of categories um tech tech company of the year young business leader of the year uh, manufacturer of the year tourism uh, business leader of the year people development development award there are a number of these and they're looking for the most successful ambitious and progressive businesses in north wales so um that all comes together in a, a black tie event which takes place at venue cymru on the 15th of march um this year this year 2018 but really something to look out for so just google that insider north wales business leaders awards um there's a bit of networking going on at money penny in wrexham you can find out more details about this via Eventbrite. It's on the 11th of January from 8.30 in the morning. And I think many of us know and have heard about Moneypenny. They're located just off the A483 at Wrexham. And they're having in their office pub, they're having a fun networking event. They'll be, it'll be a roundtable format and um, they've got some fun activities to get everybody uh talking to each other and networking. Uh, again, um, you can find out more via Eventbrite or by calling 01244 uh, And you can uh, join that group, but you can attend free. So why wouldn't you? The big thing that's looming this year is GDPR and the opportunities and pitfalls um, that you need to be aware of. And there's an event taking place on the 25th of January in Manchester. Uh, again, you can find out details on Eventbrite. It's being organised by a company called Six and Flow. And it's looking at how you can use the additional um, uh, data that you have to gather and the way that you have to store it uh, to your advantage. So this is an upside of what many people are seeing as a, as a negative. I like the sound of that because at the moment all the um, talk of GDPR is about how difficult it is mm -hmm. and how onerous it's going to be. So if there's an upside, sorry, I... <laughs> I've got a She's cough got a cough sweet. She's not a well woman. She's not a well woman. But to, to hear about an upside for that, I think that's a really interesting spin It's a different on it. angle, like isn't it? That. Because up until now, it's been very prescriptive and directive. You must do this, you must do that, you mustn't do the other. And this is, while you're doing all of that stuff, hey, make it work for you. And just one last one that I'd like to mention on uh, the 13th of January. This is for anybody listening who's who's starting a business. This is an Enterprise Nation event taking, taking place in London and it's called Startup 20. 2018, the biggest startup show of the year. Uh, and I think that if you are thinking about um, setting up your own business or expanding what is a hobby business into something a bit more tangible, then lots of different zones, lots of different guest speakers, and there will be loads of information available there. Uh, so that's that's um, that's a good one to look out for as well. Okay, just one question on the Business Leaders Award. Yeah, I don't suppose there's an award for the North Wales Business Radio Show presenter, is there? Not yet, but hey, we could lobby them <laughs> next year. We, I mean, it'll be a shoe in, won't it? <laughs> well, I'm willing to fight it out with you. <laughs> I think we could get a joint award. Heather. I think we could. Well, let's get through the first show first. Let's, yeah. Okay, let's do that. You're listening to the business community on Callan FM. It's a new format, a new show, and your hosts are Tracy Jones from Talking Business. Yes, formerly Talking formerly Business. Formerly Talking yes. Business, yes. And Heather Noble. 
from uh, the 11 o'clock slot on a Monday. So um, you've probably heard my voice before. Yeah, new show, old presenters. No, yeah. that doesn't sound right, Less of it? the old, less of the old. <laughs> Experienced. Experienced presenters, yeah, you, apparently. This is the part of the show when we, uh, we, we want to do a book review. We want to... Um, to highlight books to you that you may or may not have already come across, remind you of the books that, you know, fill your bookshelves. Because I don't know about you, Tracy, but I've got an awful lot of business books, yeah. self-help <laughs> books. Or, or uh, a big pile of them next to the bed. Yes. Yeah, as well as in bookshelves. Yes, yeah, yeah ones over. that you sort of dip into. old. Yeah, ones that you refer to people, remind people of. Yeah. Uh, and what I really like uh, is a quick read because... I'm so time poor these days, and and um, this actually this book I you're holding a, a little book that I'm going to take a picture of that little book while you talk. Well, this was in my Christmas stocking from um, from Santa, which was great because I had put it on my Amazon wish list. And this is a book by Peter Drucker, uh, and we're going to talk more about Peter Drucker in a wee while. Um, but this is from a range of books called the Harvard Business Review Classics, and so these are very much bite-sized books. They take one element of a um a guru's work or a business person's work or and and just put it into a bite-sized chunk that is really easy to read and really easy to understand and there are loads of these uh, so you you know if you if you go on gamma on gamazon on amazon uh, you'll just see them they're fairly cheap and they're just they're just really easy to to digest and the one that i'm looking at today is a book called managing oneself Peter Drucker was the father of sort of management speak and and we'll tell you a bit more about him in a wee while if you haven't heard of him. But the first step really of managing anything and certainly of managing a business is is getting to grips with yourself. And he covers a range of things. It's quite simple um, and it's not exactly rocket science, but it's only not rocket science because he started off talking about this stuff years ago. So when it comes to managing oneself, I thought I'd just pick out a few of the, the key points. And Tracy, feel free to chip in if you um, if this resonates with you in it in any way. The first thing as you would expect, is knowing what your strengths are, really thinking about what you're good at. Um, and more often than not, knowing what you're not good at is the thing that we're we're best at. It's kind of like, oh, I can't do that. I'm rubbish at this. I'm rubbish at the other. And we forget to focus on our strengths and what we are actually very good at. Absolutely. And because once we know that, then we can we can improve those skills. So rather than starting from zero, you can actually just enhance and, and develop and grow. So that is, is, is a point that I think is really helpful. Then he asks you to think about how you perform, you know, how, how, how you actually operate. You know, am I a reader, reader or am I a listener? I certainly, I prefer to learn by doing. I prefer to, people to show me things. I'm a very visual person. So that's why I like bite-sized books, because the idea of wading my way through a great <laughs> yes. big book turns me off. But I think you're probably the other way around, aren't you, Tracy? No, I... I I like to own the big book. Um, I like to also have the ability to be able to write in a book. Now, I think that's perhaps the rebel in me because obviously you weren't allowed to write in books at school. But as soon mm. as I owned my own books, actually yes. annotating them became a great thrill. Uh, but I don't necessarily read a book from cover to cover. I, I, I tend to dip in. Dip in and dip yeah, out. I do. Yeah, OK. So no, really, this is about understanding yourself, isn't it? It's knowing you know how you what makes you tick how you respond well um the way that you like to learn do you know do you like to just read stuff do you like to do stuff uh and 
he um he he mentions a really interesting example about Beethoven. So Beethoven, for example, left behind an enormous number of sketchbooks. Yet he said he never actually looked at them when he composed. Asked why he kept them, he's reported to have replied, "If I don't write it down immediately, I forget it right away. If I put it into a sketchbook, I never forget it, and I never have to look it up again." And Absolutely. that goes back to the whole um, the journals and and what we were talking about earlier. And it it was great for me to know that I'm not the only person who's like that. So no, you're in the similar company as Beethoven. That's there, it, well, yes, it, yeah. yes, indeed. Then Drucker asks you to think about your values, you know, what matters to you, uh, because if you know what, what's important and what matters, then that helps you to sort of hone in on how you're going to best operate. And again, he mentions something and this is he mentioned something called the mirror test. And he said that um, y- your own ethics are dependent on this mirror test. And he says, what ask yourself, what kind of person do I want to see in the mirror in the morning? Oh, I thought that was quite powerful. Well, I'll have to think long and hard about that yes, one. Yes, yeah. Because if you can if you can start to imagine what that is. Now, okay, I'd like to see somebody who's 10 years younger, you know, a couple of stone lighter, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But actually, when you look into your own eyes, you know, what are your values? What do you stand for? And that is, is a big contributor to, to managing yourself. Uh, what contribution can I make? And what contribution should I make? And... Uh, and also thinking about results to aim at this is a quote to aim at results that cannot be achieved or that can be only under the most or, or that can be only under the most unlikely circumstances is not being ambitious it is being foolish oh it is that whole you know if you operate within your comfort zone if you if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten, and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. It's actually thinking broader, thinking wider, trying stuff. Successful people, he says, you know, will have made mistakes. Absolutely, will have made big decisions. And like you say, a lot a lot of this stuff has been around for a long time. So Peter Drucker's has been writing since nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. I think he's passed away now, actually. Hasn't yes, he? yes. But um. He he's written stuff that you think is modern business speak, but and it, it isn't. It goes back such a long time. Yeah, uh, like you say, we'll talk about it later in the show. But yeah, he's he's, he's one impressive guy. He is indeed. Just before I leave this book, one thing that that um, I just wanted to mention is he talks about the second half of your life. He talks about the days when once upon a time, you know, you didn't have a long um, life ex- expectancy, so you you tended to just work, retire, and you know and that was it really um and okay that still happens unfortunately with some people but he's talking about you know very often once you've finished work you're not finished you still have this additional time and somebody who is 45 years of age might have been doing a particular job for quite a long period of time and they might just be bored so that midlife crisis could be boredom so it's thinking about what you do with that you could have a career a, a, a very high powered career a, a very intense career and then you may decide to use some of those skills in something else which strikes more of a balance with what your values are how you like to operate and i just thought that was that was really interesting and he talks about that because we now work in a world of knowledge rather than necessarily brute force labor you know, a lot of the jobs yeah. that we do are desk jobs and they're based on what we carry around in our head. Yeah, and you can take that head with you everywhere yes, you go. Yes, exactly, yes. exactly. So a really interesting read. And it's a very, very small book as well. Yeah. I feel like you've covered the whole book in, in that last five minutes. Yeah, it's 
obviously he goes into into more detail it's very palatable it makes you think and i i believe that that's what a good book does it makes you think it doesn't give you all the answers it encourages you to find your own answers and and this book certainly does absolutely doesn't. so just give us a, the name check on that again so this is a harvard business review classic it's called managing oneself it's by peter f drucker and there's a whole range of the harvard business review classics yep. available while you're on the subject of harvard business review um a good example of what I do like to read is articles. Yep. And uh, Harvest Business Review obviously publish uh, regular articles through the year. And one of the books that I discovered a couple of years ago was their 10 must-reads of the year. Okay. So um, Harvard Business Review, 10 must-reads of 2016. Uh, it was absolute revelation for me because they're all sort of really up-to-the-minute uh, subjects, but they're short articles, Yep. written by people who are actually working uh, in that field. So um, I, I purchased it and I actually read it on holiday while, while we were in West Wales. Okay. Um, and there were things like reinventing performance management and that was based on some research that had been done at Deloitte, um, profits without prosperity, um, the 3D printing revolution. So it's a real broad mixture of things mm -hmm. but all contained in this um, book which which is this I, and I got the Kindle version yeah um, which is essentially well written you know it's been peer-reviewed it's come from a, a reliable source so I've now got the um, Harvard Business Review uh, 10 books uh, 10 must reads for 2017 okay. so that's uh, waiting on my Kindle for me but that that's available from most bookshops, um, I can say I got mine from Kindle, so you know exactly where I got that from. <laughs> yep. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that old chestnut. Yeah, yeah it's, it's about bringing your knowledge up to date. It's, for me, it's about reminding me what I already know, because sometimes that's quite nice, because nobody else is going to do that for you. But then it's also bringing you, bringing you up to speed and up to date with yeah. the latest thinking. I'm having to do quite a bit of research at the moment because I'm doing um, a qualification at Landreth College. I mentioned it on Talking Business over a few weeks and I've, I've actually had the, the course leaders from Landreth College in to talk about it. But it, it's all about innovation and change in business. And, and one of the things about here a little bit contrary if you hadn't already guessed is that they give you a whole big list of you know recommended reading and obviously I don't go for that I'm, I'm going to go and have a google and see what else is out yeah, there research it yourself yeah so yeah. I, I had this book actually for my birthday and I'm, I'm part way through it it's one of the ones by, that's by the side of my book but I wanted to give it a mention because this phrase is becoming more and, and more prevalent in in the business world and it's frugal innovation and this book is actually called Frugal Innovation, How to Do More with Less. And it was published in 2015. But I think since that time, it's really become part of the zeitgeist. Mm. And this is, is actually innovating, but not necessarily having really deep pockets, which to me is the very definition of entrepreneurship. Yep. It, you create value w without um, many resources behind you. Um, now, you don't have to buy the whole book. I have, if I'm being honest with the review here, I, I'm finding I'm having to plough through it. However, having picked out the main bits of it that I enjoyed, there are actually some really good articles written about the book, which okay. I, although I own the book, so I, I feel okay to do that. I've actually read other people's articles about the book because it, it was just more accessible for me. Yep. Um, and they come out with some um, key pointers um, for frugal innovation and three of them really stuck out for me because um, we, we'll go back to Drucker after we've played the next track but keep it simple mm -hmm. 
don't reinvent the wheel and think and act horizontally and, and that means within your sector rather than vertical integration yeah. horizontal integration and and a lot of these things that they're talking about are very much go back to the stuff that Drucker always used to mm. say mm. so they, they go further. They've got six principles as well, which is engage with your customers and iterate, uh, flex your assets, both physical and human, um, and so on and so on. But it was those first three that actually captured the whole book for me. And that's keep it simple. Don't reinvent the wheel and think and act horizontally. I liked it. I like that. And what's really interesting is the definition of innovation, because it's once upon a time, you know, it's, if something was if you were innovating, it would be, you know, you'd be finding, you'd be splitting the atom or you'd be finding a cure for cancer or whatever it might be. Actually, innovation has changed massively. And it's just, it's it's just a different way of, of doing things. It doesn't need to yeah. be rocket science anymore. Yeah, you're not and, all and inventors. This, yeah, yeah it, and this frugal mentality and this way of doing less with more, that's innovative in itself. It's not... It doesn't need to be expensive. It's just, hang on, how could we do this differently? And uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So although I can't wholeheartedly recommend the book, I, I did enjoy most of it. I actually enjoyed the writing around it. So and the go. concepts. Okay. Crikey, this hour's flying by. <laughs> I think we should uh, stay. We should squat for the rest yeah, of we'll the just, afternoon. Yeah, we could yeah. do right the way through till six o'clock. <laughs> no, no, don't don't switch off. Don't switch off. Um Okay, so we've talked we've talked about Drucker um, through the book the book review uh, section. He really was a pivotal, an instrumental person in terms of management, in terms of looking at business. He was the father of the corporation, effectively. He has been called the founder of modern management, hasn't he? Absolutely, yes, it, and and his contribution was massive particularly i think given the the period in which he was most prolific so he was he was born in 1909 lived to 2005 and he was right he wrote about he wrote 39 books during his lifetime countless articles and he was always ahead of the game and there are a number of things i know we've both been been researching him and it it's those things that he anticipated that i just think and and that live on now and were proven to be um true uh, and I don't think it's cause and effect I don't think it's because Drucker wrote about it it happened I think he anticipated that it was bound to happen it was inevitable and then wrote about it uh, so so what what did you pick up on when you were looking into him well as, as you say it's been around a long time and I know that because having studied business at, at uni and and then I've gone on and you know worked with various companies and done various other qualifications and now he's popping up again with this business innovation and growth Peter Drucker you quote him here you quote him there you know you're doing the, you're referencing at the end of a, an assignment it's Peter Drucker yeah. yeah he's he is everywhere but it, it's a bit like when you you look at Shakespearean quotes, you don't quite realise how much is inveigled into oh, society. Yes, so yes. the the term knowledge worker, yep. um, it seems like a very modern concept, but it was around as early as 1959. And and a knowledge worker, I, I think it's it's pretty much what every business is, is moving towards, is actually um, managing that knowledge in people's heads yeah. and, and actually how to get the most value out of it and how to protect it as well. Um, and famous quote, I think it's Francis Bacon, but please uh, don't, don't, don't quote, take quote. me up on that yeah. one yet. Um, knowledge is power. And he doesn't say that information is power or no. data is power. It's actually what you do with that information and how you transform yeah. it internally and externally that is actually powerful for a business. 
Absolutely. Uh, I'd picked up on that knowledge worker thing, which I think is, again, that was in 1959. This was before the, you know, the IT revolution really kicked off. But the other thing that he predicted was the death of the blue collar worker. And that those two are so closely linked. So um, once upon a time, you know, we made a lot of stuff. We had a lot of people doing the doing, getting their hands dirty. And then a number of white collar workers in the back room uh, directing and, and, and instructing. And actually, nowadays, the, the blue collar worker, is, it, they are very few and far between. Yeah, and it's not, it, he wasn't coming from a political standpoint nope. when he said that. He nope. was actually just looking at the way that business is evolving. Yeah, absolutely. And what we find now increasingly, that, and certainly in, in the work that I do with businesses, is that what would a person that would once traditionally be called a blue collar worker is actually doing a lot of white collar business a lot of a lot of the roles of a white collar worker and the white collar workers are not exclusively managing a manager who's a manager and nothing else doesn't exist now it's a manager with a portfolio of of stuff that they have responsibility for and they actually have to get their hands dirty so those two things have merged and we kind of have like a sort of a pale blue collar worker <laughs> <laughs> i'm not what, even sure we use the phrase much anymore no we do don't we? it seems no. like a very outdated it phrase is, yeah it's moved on so much that well, it's, it's not even it part suggests of the it's sort language. of classist in some way and, yeah. and and it isn't it's just a term that that you know was common parlance back in back yeah. in the day, as they say. So you mentioned money per penny earlier on for the networking, mm. but um, outsourcing that mm. came from Peter Drucker. Yeah. The idea of front room and back room activities, yeah. and his encouragement for you to only engage in the front room activities and to outsource the back room activities. It's become common now People for built, HR, yeah. payroll, uh, taking your phone calls, managing your emails, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Emergency services, NHS. You, you know, you go you go into a hospital. The cleaning is outsourced. The the food is outsourced. It, 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 everything, maintenance. Yeah. Stick to what you do. Yeah, and do it really well. Yeah, and find somebody who who does the other stuff really well and bring them in. But again, once upon a time, you had somebody in every business who did everything. You know, all of the different roles, and it, things got streamlined. And of course, um, a lot of businesses have been built out of outsourcing really interesting stuff and uh, one um, that's perhaps less um, well known is planned abandonment it, it came into some work that I was doing recently it was part of some strategic uh, recommendations and, and this is actually the idea that sometimes you have to decide and make a, a strategic decision to let go of the old stuff and move forward because some, it, sometimes it's just like a, a a weight holding you back and you actually have to plan to let go of stuff particularly you know if you're in your comfort zone or if you're just repeating the same old mistakes it's very safe to, it, it, it feels safe to cling on to the past no matter how painful it is and sometimes it's it's the fear that if we did this things could be so much better and then it's like oh well what would that mean and that's when it gets scary even success is is a scary prospect yeah and that that leads quite nicely Drucker is quoted all over the place and, and I'm, as I mentioned right at the beginning of the show, I'm a great fan of quotes. And um, one quote that, that, that Drucker is attributed with is, whenever you see a successful business, someone once made a courageous decision. And I think that absolutely, it, it absolutely yeah. feeds into what you were just saying, that sometimes somebody's got to say, do you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just do it. Let's let's see what happens. Let's start to move forward in a particular direction. And 
you know, if you always stick within the easy zone, it things, you know, it's just going to stay the same or move very slowly. Okay, so at this point, I reckon we're going to get chucked out of the studio within the next few minutes because our hour is up. up. Yes. So can I suggest that we pick one Drucker quote each to end the show with? Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm going to follow on from the one that you just said about making a courageous decision. And one of my favourite quotes is, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Love that. Absolutely. No, that's brilliant. And the one... In in the job that I do, this has to be the one, and I use it a lot uh, when I'm training in communication. That is, the most important thing in communication is to hear what isn't being said. And that's massive because people say stuff, it's not always what they mean, and it, and it's listening beyond that, which, yeah, is the difference between a meaningful interaction and a disaster, darling. <laughs> So I think we're at the end of the show. Oh, my goodness. Show one, done, oh my and dusted, and we've got to leave the studio. Otherwise, I do think we could probably chat all afternoon. So um, how did it go for you, Heather? I loved it. Are you coming back next week? I, I think I will. I think good, I good. will, as, as long as they don't, you know, bar us from the... Uh, <laughs> to from change the codes to the doors. Indeed, indeed, yes. <laughs> so I hope you've all enjoyed listening to the first show of the business community. Go and take a look at the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash the business community on Callan FM. The website, the business.community, will be live this weekend, I promise. And um, for now, we'll just say goodbye. <laughs>